And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. Blog Talk Radio. Tanya Moore here with Real Perspectives, and you guys know that this month is our Domestic Violence and Abuse Awareness Month, and so today I am actually delighted to have with me author Lauren Dew. Now, he, he's, a, he, he's a man of, of many hats, and we'll get into that in the interview, but tonight we're going to be talking about his book, Teddy Bear, Stolen Innocence, and Lauren shares with us his personal story of abuse growing up. His father was a Pentecostal pastor, and his brother, who later became a Pentecostal pastor, molested and raped him while his mother worked three jobs to provide for the necessities. He is here to share with us his ups, his downs, and his victories. Lauren, welcome to the show. Good evening and welcome, and thank you for inviting me. Appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. Now, this is a very very, very heavy topic because we're talking about, you know, rape, we're talking about incest, we're talking about molestation, but we're also talking about the black clergy, which, you know, all those things tend to not go together, I think, culturally. Tell us, though, about your book, uh, Teddy Bear, Stolen Innocence. How does all of that, tell us your story of how that all comes together. Well, you know, it, it actually, the book was a result of uh, my getting into a program to um, get a doctoral degree. And as a result of that, I was doing that and also receiving my own healing and deliverance from the Lord. And in the process of getting that, because as you know, healing is a process, uh, I was talking to my professor and we agreed that I would write my story. I'd put it into book form. And so I did my first book as a, my first work actually, first writing as a, basically as a thesis. And it generated a book that uh, we're not talking about tonight, but it generated the first book on sex. 
and all of the issues and things that I've dealt with in all that time period. And then from that came this actual, the next book, which is what, The Teddy Bear Stolen Innocence, uh, which was an outflow of that first book that really got into the throes of what happened to me as a child and my journey through that, how the Lord blessed me to uh, be rescued <laughs> from that and not be like so many that when they start out, you know, they end up either going the route of being an alcoholic or a drug addict or being uh, like I was into sex or just different ways that you can go and brought healing. And so the book was written and this first book was collaborated by someone who was really into sex and I didn't quite know the depth of that, but I just knew that they were a book writer. And so I did the work with them. They helped me through the book. But the the bulk of the book is, is my journey that uh, also has in it some snippets of individuals. I think there are maybe 12 snippets in here of individuals that have had experience, fathers, grandfathers, and all kinds of situations of abuse and rape and molestation. And the the idea behind this book was that it would be a book of healing uh, that would be written, and it was written specifically, the dedication says, to black men all over this planet, incest, rape, molested, and sexually abused. And the reason for that, as the Lord put in my spirit, black men, and men generally, but black men especially, you know, very seldom talk about what they've gone through. It's an embarrassment. Folks don't believe them. Folks feel that when you have sex happening, it's supposed to be a, a good thing, I guess, and on and on, and, and the embarrassment. So, so many don't tell their stories, and yet they carry the pain, and many are carrying it today because they've not had an advocate or a place to release it. And so this book was to be a tool, and my story a tool, to help black men know that you can go through those things, come out on the other end and be wholesome, be healthy, and be productive in life. And the Lord has blessed me to, to do that. And so uh, it's about helping others. It's, it was, you know, the thing about it, when the story was released back in 2011, 2010, 2011, and I'd already talked to my family and told them it was going to happen. Uh, there was quite a thing, but it was not about embarrassing people because, again, we're, we're Christians. We're followers of Christ. And church people, some church people are so narrow-minded thinking you're trying to hurt somebody rather than realizing you're really trying to help somebody. And uh, the things that happened in the book were things that happened many years ago. So uh, it's... You know, hopefully those people that were the perpetrators have either gotten over it and gotten deliverance, and if not, well, that's unfortunate. But uh, a lot of people to this date have said that they've been blessed by it. People's lives have been changed by it. You know, we're on the radio five days a week ministering uh, truth, and so this month is very special to us as well, my wife and I and myself, 
uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month because of what I went through and having experienced some domestic violence in my home as a child, as well as what happened to me. I mean, that was that was definitely domestic violence, having your father uh, when you're probably three, four, five, six years old, uh, touching you, raping you, and then your brother get involved. And um, mm-hmm. it's something. So, yes, that's uh, what this book is about. It's to help people, help men and women, of course. Again, guys, the name of the book is called Teddy Bear, Stolen Innocence. We just had a call come up. Let me see if this caller would like to ask a question. Hi, caller. This is Latonya. You're on with uh, myself and Lauren Jew. Do you have a question? No. Okay, so I think that maybe our caller may have may have pushed the <laughs> the number one by mistake. So let's let's step back just just a bit because I I think this, I mean you said so many things that are that are so important and we could probably just break it down and do a show off off of off of different aspects of it. But I think it's really important to really talk about this how how shame uh, how shame how family secrets how all of those things play a role because for for those of us that, that grew up uh, probably the 80s, the 70s, and, and, and back, so on and, and so forth, there was always this concept of don't tell what goes on in my house. There was always this, this concept of uh, just keeping things quiet. And would you say that, that particular concept played a role in your situation growing up? Absolutely. One of the things that always amazed amazed my sister, who was 20 years older than I am, and I happen to be 70 years old, um, was the fact that I could remember things and hear, and I heard things that when they whispered, the family did a lot of whispering, uh, my father to my mother, my sister, what have you. And I remember things going all the way back to age two, and I gave her detail. I could tell her the detail. So it wasn't as if I was making it up. It was like, how did he know that, or how did he remember that? And in our society, in our church, in our in our custom among people of color, you know, it's like you don't tell anybody, you don't go to the doctor, you, 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 you keep everything within. We can solve it. We go to Jesus. We don't go to the doctor. I mean, on and on. And it's... Uh, I'm not. It's a phobia. It's a fear. It's ignorance. It's uh, it's a whole lot of different things that are just not right for a healthy environment. And it may, I believe, it goes back to the plantation uh, slavery, you know, and not being able to go to Massa and all that. And so you keep everything within because if you go to Massa, you know what was going to happen. And so. I think it's just a carryover that so many have had and still do. You know, uh, it's it's amazing when we talk about we want to talk about secrets or we bring it up in the church, and people really uh, still get on edge in some churches. And yet there are churches, thank heavens, uh, around the country that finally have incest groups, small groups of incest uh, to to meet with people, incest survivors and abuse survivors. Not many, but there's a few 
around the country who have finally realized it's like going to the doctor. Families, you know, wouldn't go to the doctor. I mean, if, it, it just makes no sense. And so, uh, thank God, you put into me an inquisitive mind, always wanting to know more and to seek more knowledge and to want to understand things. And so, trying to help people realize you, it's like the scripture that I like to use in, in Isaiah where it says, whose report, you know, do we believe? It talks about the report. Well, you can't have a report until you know what's the the situation. And so you have to go and find out things. You've got to understand it. Otherwise, you're just flailing. And yes, it is a situation that I think is most unfortunate for especially black families and those that still may be under that uh, that fear, that phobia of wanting to share and deal with issues. The best way to get to the bottom of things is to deal with it, not skirt it, but go face yeah. on. Absolutely, because I think that there is there there's this concept. Uh, again, uh, real perspective listeners, this is my personal opinion, uh, <laughs> but there. There is almost an expectation, I I feel this, in our community that we are to protect abusers for, and, and I don't, I have no idea. I think, you know, what, what you said is uh, very, very valid and it's something that, that can be considered as far as what it's a throwback from and, and, and where it comes from. But I think what's, what's, what's difficult to, for, for some people to believe is how a, a father could do these types of things to their child, especially a male child. Have you, have you found out anything as, as far as um, your father's background or anything that would lead you to say, this may be the reason why my father was an abuser? I was able to go back and do research in our family all the way back to 1852. And our family came off the plantation. Our family came off the plantation. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. I keep hearing of some... I'm not sure what's going on. There's feedback coming back. Is that yours? I, I don't hear anything. Okay, let me go on. That is the weirdest thing. It was some feedback. Everything I was saying, I was hearing it all back. All right, let me go on. So we came off the plantation in 1879, and in coming off the plantation then, now I'm hearing this again. This is there's feedback. We, yeah, somewhere. we're not picking up any. Yeah, we're not picking up anything on on our end. I can I can hear you clearly. You may have to stop and stop and pray, Lauren. This may be a ploy to enemy not for you to get this story out. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not above that. Hello? Okay. Okay, as long as you can hear me, I'm going to turn off that and keep talking, except I can barely hear you. All right, so in 1879, they went and to a, a plant place call in, in, in Indiana. My great-grandfather was able to get a farm, and on this farm, he, he couldn't read or write, but it's 1,800 acres. And they grew the best produce in uh, 
that part of Indiana. And so my father, at the age of six, his mother died. She was 19. She had him when she was 13. Um, and I know the whole story. I mean, I'm, we've gotten it from different pieces. And so he was put out to pasture, we might say put out to work as a little kid on the farm uh, at six with all of these men. And from what we gather, the men is how he was abused. And then what happened is on that same plantation where that happened, plantation, on that farm, someone <laughs> plantation where might as well have been a plantation because my grandfather used a whip. He was a whip master when he was on the plantation. Um, actually, the women, the white women, it's reported, came out or were brought out to that place for the the black men to have sex with them. So there was it, it was place was really filled with some kind of perversion that went on, and um, that's how I believe he was turned out from that. And then, of course, throughout he got saved. But as you know, when we you get saved, your spirit's saved, but not your flesh. I know folks would like to say that their flesh is saved, but no flesh is going into heaven. And I believe that because of what he went through, um, it was just, I won't say an easy thing, but, you know, just something to do. And uh, it wasn't that I was uh, brutalized or anything. I mean, he did use his finger. Okay, so... I remember those things. I remember even the smell and the feel. But um, that's how it came about, was I believe what happened to him. And then my brother, I figured that out, because he was a teenager when it, he did what he did to me. It was not He wasn't a grown man. He was My brother's nine years older than I am. So when he was a teenager, 13, 14, 15, um, he did. He probably received the same thing from our father. So that's how I believe all of that came about. So yeah, you got to do research. Would... If you do discover, like I have, you should do the research because everyone that anyway, you should do the research to know. And I've done as much research as I can, and discovered that 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 incest spirit had continued in my brother's family, even to this, what, the next generate two generations. So, yeah, it can stay there if it's not rooted out. And the Lord blessed me to root it out of my family. My children, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, to, bring, to bring that up because, uh, again, I know that sometimes people try to, they try to turn things like this and, and say, well, you know, this is just this, you know, this one person, and, and they're just saying this. And I, I'm really glad that you that you made it a point to go back and do the research to say where did this, where did this come from? Uh, again, guys, the name of his book is Teddy Bear: Stolen Innocence. Before we move to uh, kind of into the next, tell our listeners where they can find your book. Yeah, you can go to my website. They're there, laurendu.com. My name, Lauren, L-O-R-E-N-D-U-E dot com. 
And when you go onto my website, it'll be under Dr. Do Books. Dr. Do Books, and um, the books are there. Uh, both books are there on this website. So it's laurendew.com, and then Dr. Do Books. That We've got a very extensive website under Joy Christian Center, and you'll be able to find them. Uh, Latanya, let me give you one other bit of information, since you said it's important to know what really got me on my situation is when I started doing the research and started writing and started letting the family know what was happening, the Lord started having, I started getting calls from people around the country that some I didn't even know that started giving me stories of confirmation about the incest in the other, in my brother's side of the family. So it was like, it was like, I was pretty shocked but it was also a blessing because it made me know that I wasn't losing my mind and it wasn't just me making up some story, but that these people didn't know me from Adam, and but they knew I was a minister and they knew our family as people of, of God, ministers. And so, um, yeah, you're right. People need to have that confirmation and not be afraid to share that information. As a help, and I thank God for those people that Absolutely. call me. Absolutely. So, in the time that we have left, Lauren, what I want to talk about, you mentioned something very early that I think is so key. You talked about healing, but you also talked about deliverance. And I think we've heard you mention that a part of your healing process was to actually go do the research with this with this thesis and, and writing your book that we're talking about today, Teddy Bear, Soul, and Innocence. Tell us, okay, so you, you've gone through that, that healing process, and, and I know, guys, our time is short, so you're going to have to buy the book to hear the entire story, to, to, to learn the entire story. But tell us, at what point did you feel, or, or better yet, tell us about your journey to be delivered from what, what you described as a spirit of incest. The key for me was the process was a long one, and I had been married before, married, and then in marrying my wife that I'm with now, 24 years, uh, Prophetess Argina, uh, and our ministry work together and the prayer and the uh, fasting and the uh, deliverance is through all of that, there was a point probably, I'm not sure what year, but when I, I I know that I was able finally to have that pain that I carried from all of that, it was moved. It was gone. Uh, the deliverance and and just all of that gone. And somewhere in there, I I couldn't tell you exactly when. I I, I know it's when I first began to understand what love was about, because for so long I I could I didn't love myself and I really couldn't hard to love didn't love anybody else. I thought I did, but it was it was hard to love. It was hard to receive uh, for love and to be a part of that. And so that was when that all occurred. Because, you know, you asked me about the journey. Uh, the Lord blessed me. Uh, well, when I said Lord, he, I guess, allowed me to, instead of becoming an alcoholic or a drug addict or what have you, I became a compulsive person, meaning at the age of seven, that's when I started my journey of sexual 
uh, compulsivity. And uh, it was just everything on and on and on. And somewhere probably about, I would have to say about 30 years ago, so that would put it about age 40, I guess, is when the Lord, when I really, really received the change in my life that brought me to the point of saying, I'm going to serve you, Lord. I've let go of everything. I'd already let go of so much then, but everything, just it all, it was just in one day. The uh, and literally one day when I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me and say it was time, literally, to have let go of the drugs, all of the sexual vices, male, female, all of that gone, the alcohol gone, uh, smoking gone, even though that really is, but that was gone. Everything that would be considered a vice was gone, and I'm committed to the Lord, to myself first, because when the, it was almost like Nebuchadnezzar coming to my senses. You know, he was mad. <laughs> he came to his senses, and it's like, Lord, I commit to you, and had the first time to ever live a celibate life even. Never been able to be celibate and abstaining, had a chance to do that, and when the and, and know that it can be done. So all these preachers and all these folks running around and talking about that they got to have a woman and they got to have this and they're and they're they're lying. They're lying to themselves and to their people. You can live a celibate life. You can be abstaining, and you can be married and be married to a wife and not have girlfriends or boyfriends. All these folks doing this stuff, they're lying, and God is their judge, and they will be dealt with accordingly. But the Lord blessed me to come to that point of understanding through the Holy Spirit. I have to understand, I received the Holy Ghost when I was 11 years old and spoke in tongues, got baptized in the water, the whole bit. But all the fleshy stuff still was there until the Lord, till full deliverance came and blessed me to not be as my brother and father. Wow, and, and, so and that, I'll tell you this, we we're going to have, oh, we're, we're gonna have we're you, we're going to have, yeah, yeah, we're going to have you, oh. we're going to have you back, I, I wanted to bring this up before, before we got too close to, to the end, we, we are uh, going to have you back to, to really talk specifically about uh, the process of being delivered, because what, and, and I, and I think this key, this is key that I bring this up, because I know that what resonates with with my listeners, especially in terms of, of my Christian segment, application of this. Because a lot of people, I, I guarantee you, they're going to say, well, that sounds good. You know, he already knew what to do and, and, and all of that. But how how can I do this even if, even if I've been abused? And it's always the application of it. And, I, and I'm glad that you, that you brought that up and you made mention of all of those things because it, it really is a, a journey of healing and getting getting through all of these things that you've gone through, but you have to want it. And I wanted you, before we got done, to speak to that. Do you agree that it's something you have to want to be healed versus just accepting that this is just a part of who you are? Do you agree with that? Absolutely, and you have to know that it's not right. See, 
as a child, I thought it was. I thought that's what everybody was doing. I thought that was the way it was supposed to be. Even though you know, Pentecostal home, sanctified home. I thought that's just how it was. And then when you finally come to the understanding, no, and you know it's not, and then you realize, wait a minute, this is not me. This is not how I should be. So it has to happen somewhere inside. It's an internal thing. And then a desire, in my case, to want to please the Lord, but more and please myself, of course, but more importantly, please the Lord and know that my purpose and plan on on being here is to not just help myself make it, but help others. And definitely help helping others is I, I can't see how this can't help others. Because, again, we talked very early at the top of the interview about shame and how shame plays a role in, in all of these things and growing up in a culture where it is almost required that you keep secrets. And, and we're not just talking about incest. We're just talking about in general, you know, where you, where you grow up in that environment where you keep secrets. And I think that people don't understand that that is a haven for things just like this to occur in a, in a, in a family that it seems that is, I don't want to say perfect, but, but you know what I'm saying. They're, they're loving family. They're doing all the right things. But then you have these dark, dark things that are, that are happening. One more time, Lauren, before we get out of here, tell our listeners where they can find your book, Teddy Bear, Soul, and Innocence. You can go to my website, Lauren Do, L-O-R-E-N-D-U-E dot com. And when you get to our website, it's, it's Lauren Do. The website is called Joy Christian Center. It's our ministry's website. And there you'll see Dr. Do Books. Link, hit on that link and you'll see all the books and the, uh, the two books you can get. Both books for the price of, for one price. So yes, it's all there. LaurenDew.com. If you uh, have a challenge in getting it, you want to, then send an email. My email is LaurenDew at gmail.com, and I'll be glad to get information to you if you have a challenge in getting in. But the website is up; it's working, and it's alive. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, guys, again, the name of the book is Teddy Bear, Soul, and Innocence. So before we get out of here, what is one thing that you would like to leave our Real Perspectives listeners with? If you are a person who is suffering abuse now or you've suffered it in the past and gone through it and you want to be free, we do have the solution, and you can be free. My my favorite saying is, you too can be free. You can have the peace that passes all understanding, as promised in Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse six and, four, six and seven. It's available. We can have that right now in the midst of all the torment, whether it be torment in your home or in your family or wherever. You can have that peace. That's a promise here on this planet. We're not waiting for heaven. It's right here, right now. Awesome. Well, you have definitely blessed me, and I know that you have blessed our, our listeners. We're going to have you back, so we're, we're going to coordinate that offline. There are so many things I think that uh, has come out of this interview 
that I know at least for my listeners, they need this information. And I am honored that you have come to uh, bless our Real Perspective listeners and sharing information about your book, Teddy Bear, Soul and Innocence. So, Lauren, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much, and may the Lord bless and keep you as you continue to do the work that you've been called to do. Well, I definitely received that, and guys, listen, it's your girl, Latanya Moore, host of Real Perspectives. Until next time, go to laurendu.com, get the book, uh, Teddy Bear, Stolen Innocence. Uh, See you next time on Real Perspectives, where we seek real people and real issues and real solutions from real perspectives. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bok, bok, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bok, bok, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. Get to Old Navy right now. Jeans, tees, and dresses for the family are on sale up to 50% off. Jeans start at just $15 for adults and $10 for kids. Hurry in now for amazing styles at amazing prices. Up to 50% off jeans, tees, and dresses. And save even more when you redeem your super cash now through Sunday. Get there fast. These deals won't last long. End Sunday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid July 20 to July 28th. Select styles only. Mommy, let's read another. Every child needs to read, but 60% of U.S. children in poverty don't have a children's book in their home. This summer, you and your kids can help change that with Save the Children's 100 Days of Reading Challenge. See how at savethechildren.org slash read. Once upon a time, a little girl wanted to become an animal doctor. Save the Children. Changing a life lasts a lifetime.